What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with your host, Kwame Fisher-Jones. Thank you for jumping in and joining me. If you like the show, make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment, follow, whatever your podcast platform allows you to do. This episode is going to take us another journey through the NBA pre, I guess, preview shows that I've been doing. I don't know what we're going to call them preview shows, but kind of just my opportunity to go through each team and share my NBA knowledge and give a little prediction out there. This one takes us down to Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies. My last season, or actually the year before, I picked the Memphis Grizzlies to contend for an NBA title, and they didn't happen. And then last year, they felt they arrived. They lost the previous year, I want to say in the second round, to the Golden State Warriors. For all intents and purposes, many thought they would have beat the Warriors had John Moran stayed healthy. I don't subscribe to that theory. I think you win and you lose based on what happens on the court. If, whiffs, ifs, what coulda, shouldas, don't matter. But they come back the following season. They go 51 and 31. They they struggled though. The 51 and 31 record, while it, it's not in, while it looks good, it's not indicative of their struggles as a team. They struggled with maturity. They struggled with injuries. They struggled with closing out games, and they never fully grasped the, the fact that they didn't win the NBA title the previous season. That's what it felt like watching the Memphis Grizzlies. It felt like they were a team that often believed they were better and had achieved more than they actually did. It's like the claim didn't match the achievement. And that was consistent with Memphis going throughout the year from Dylan Brooks. And then when they finally ran into the Lakers, the Lakers team that was older, instead of them playing smarter basketball, instead of trying to run, they got into a lot of foolishness, just a lot of things that didn't win them games, and eventually they were bounced out by the Los Angeles Lakers. Then we have the John Morant gun incidents that got John Morant suspended for 25 games going into the season. I actually think that curse will come as a gift, will play itself out as a gift for the Grizzlies, and we'll we'll get into that a little later. But their new transactions are two big transactions that a lot of people are not talking about. Bradley Bill in Phoenix has been – much to do about a lot of things. Obviously, the changes in Milwaukee, the changes in Boston have gotten much more fanfare. But the Grizzlies' ability to add Derrick Rose and Marcus Smart for their locker room is going to play out huge. The bottom line is their head coach, Taylor, he just doesn't have the attention of the team. And from you can say you're not in the locker room, so you don't know. But the bottom line is you can see in their late-game execution, you can see in their lack of discipline, their lack of focus, that he doesn't have the command of the team the way he should. And he's been a quality head coach. Don't get me wrong. He's been one of the better surprises of the NBA. But at this point, it's time for the Grizzlies to deliver. And when you look at this roster, you look at the players that they've added, Smart and Rose fit in not just on the court, but they fit in off the court. They allow these players to get in and kind of be young, have fun, because they've been there. Marcus Smart has been in a high draft pick, so he can relate to a lot of the things that they go through. Derrick Rose has been an MVP in this league. He's dealt with off-the-court issues, whether it be injuries or other things, playing in his hometown in Chicago. They can reach the team on levels that head coach Taylor Jenkins cannot. Let's just call it what it is. That's why they're there. If Derrick Rose plays 51 games this year, the Grizzlies will be happy. But he'll be in the locker room, he'll be in practice, he'll be able to grab John Moran and have conversations with him that Steven Adams never could. Steven Adams telling John Moran that they need to cool out and they need to focus. John's looking at this dude like, word, okay. Okay, 
yeah, yeah, mate, I may do that. And there's no diss to Steven Adams. His heart's in the right place. But sometimes people got to walk like you, talk like you, look like you for you to pay attention to them. And Derrick Rose instantly has that gravitas when he walks into that arena, when he walks into that practice. He's a guy that's battled just to remain in the NBA. He's changed his game to not only remain but be relevant in the NBA. And he'll help the Grizzlies on the court. He'll do things for them, especially in that 25 games that Jazz not going to be there. It's going to keep them afloat. They'll be one of the better teams in the NBA in that 25-win game. We'll go out on a limb right now and say they win about 16 of those 25. I don't even know what the record is. Excuse me, what the schedule is. I'd be shocked if they go worse than 16 and 9 in that stretch. And then the addition of Marcus Smart. This, the Grizzlies were a good defensive team last year. They were actually a really good defensive team last year. They finished last year fifth in the top five. And uh, I think they were number two defensive rating. The struggles were offensively, and it was offensive because it was a lack of, lack of focus to detail. But it wasn't for a lack of talent. They get a lot of their players back, but it doesn't matter who they get back. The game will, their wins and losses will rest on three players. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and John Morant. But what Marcus Smart will give them is an accountability and a focus on availability that they haven't had. Jaron Jackson Jr. fouls people getting out of his car. He gets in foul trouble the moment he takes a shower. Like, he has to get over that. And that's a mental block. And he's smart enough to figure it out. But to have Marcus Smart behind him, reminding him, dude, you can't get that easy. You can't get that cheap foul in the first quarter. And you won't see it in games 1 through 10. But it'll come to fruition in games 20 through 40. So when the playoffs get, get around, he's going to be on the floor. And he'll be able to find ways to help this team. Again, Marcus Smart, Derrick Rose were some of the biggest offseason acquisitions in the NBA this year, and they will help the Grizzlies tremendously. But the prop, they got two problems. The main problem and the big problem is the West is deep. The West is significantly deep. And Marcus Smart and Desmond or Derrick Rose's leadership, attention to detail, the rest that Ja's gonna get, whether it be voluntary and involuntary of the 25 games, will make him fresher. But I don't know if they're going to be good enough talent-wise. I don't know if you're three horses of Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, and Moran are going to be good enough to stifle what they've got building in Sacramento. I don't know if they're going to be good enough to corral what's budding in Los Angeles. And I don't know if they're going to be good enough to execute better than the Denver Nuggets. And then there's a health factor. Are they going to be healthy enough to stand toe-to-toe with the Phoenix? Because it's going to come down to health with Phoenix and Golden State. So I put Memphis in that second tier. Obviously, the first tier is the Lakers and Sacramento. And I haven't even got to my Sacramento breakdown, but I've let it be known. And I'm picking the Kings, barring any unforeseen injuries, to make their first NBA Finals this season. I'm that high. I'm that bullish on the Sacramento Kings. And should the Kings falter, the Lakers will be right there. That second tier, Golden State, Phoenix, and Memphis, and Denver, it's all going to come down to health. As much as people scream about Jokovic, the bottom line was he was he was a fantasy league dream without J- Jamal Murray. Murray played lights out. Will he duplicate that? Who knows? He's been a terrific playoff performer, but he's also had nagging injuries throughout his career. We'll see how that plays out. But going specifically back to the Grizzlies, they're going to have to figure out a way to beat these teams, barring any injuries, beat these teams on the court. 
I don't think talent-wise they're good enough. Murray and Morant, as much as I love Ja, I would say Ja slightly better. You know what? No, I'm going to put Murray over that. I'm going to give Murray the nod over that. Now, obviously, Ja Morant is better when you first say Ja Morant and De'Aaron Fox. Who's better? That's easy. But when you think about it, you look, you really go down the numbers and watch the two play. There's not much, there's there's not much space between the two. And De'Aaron has been one of the clutch players in the NBA. He's a better defender. So if you want to say Morant, I'm not going to argue you down, but that doesn't mean that you're going to pick Morant's squad going up against Sacramento. And as good as Taylor Jenkins has been, it's been one of those things where he's been a surprise good. He hasn't, he hasn't risen to expectations where you're expecting him to be good. And expectations always always yield themselves to disappointment. When you give people when you have expectations on people, that's usually when they disappoint you and let you down. So you expected the Grizzlies last season to contend for an NBA title, and you got gun charges, you got I poke bears, and you got a second round exit. That's what you got with the Grizzlies. So what are we talking about here? Are we expecting them to do things? I it'll be an exciting team. Much like the Oklahoma City Thunder a couple years ago, when they were on the cusp of being great, and unfortunately Kevin Durant left that team, but you felt like after they left that team, and this is why Kevin should get a little bit more credit than he should for making the decision now that we step away for years, you felt like that team had peaked. When they lost that last Western Conference Finals to Golden State, you felt like that team peaked. I don't know if I want to go out and say Memphis is peaked, but they're getting damn close. They're getting damn close. And they're not good enough to beat the Lakers four times in 10 days. They're not good enough to beat Sacramento four times in 10 days. They're not good enough to beat Golden State four times in 10 days. And they were two years ago. But the acquisition of Chris Paul and having younger kids that can go just as reckless as Moody and Kaminga, yeah, Memphis... While they added some great pieces and they should make it to the Western Conference Finals based on their seeding during the regular season, if they finish in the top three, I expect them to make it to the Western Conference Finals, but that's about it. And then at that point, they may have peaked. It might be time to remove Jaron Jackson third. But, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. One thing Memphis will do well is they'll defend. They'll be able to defend multiple positions. They'll get out. They'll be able to step out. Defend the length of the court with with uh, Morant, with Rose, and with Smart. They'll be able to protect the basket with Adams and Jackson. They'll be able to rebound. They'll be able to hit threes. They'll be able to do a lot of things. Their lineup will allow them to, to flourish in transition, flourish in isolation. They should be a fantastic team to watch. The problem is talent. They just don't have enough talent to overcome because you're talking about Hall of Famers on the other side and a young team that no one's talking about in Sacramento. You've got Hall of Fame talent in Los Angeles. you got Hall of Fame talent in Phoenix. you got some really exciting players in Memphis. So we'll see what they do. You know, and, and I know that sounds cliche. I'm expecting them to finish in the top three, expecting them to make it to the Western Conference Finals. I'm definitely expecting them to take off, to take out maybe Denver, even despite me saying Murray was better than Morant. I still like them to match up well with Jokovic if they get that matchup. 
outside of that, they're really going to struggle against the smarter, more athletic teams in the NBA. And yeah, then Memphis is going to be staring down on what should we do? Because we may have gotten as far as we can get. And that's what the acquisition of Smart was supposed to do, shake them up. And it'll shake them up. They'll be one of the regular season champions, kind of like the Buffalo Bills are crowned champions in September every year. Memphis will be crowned champion in the regular season. But come playoff time, we'll start seeing the chinks in the armor. And come Western Conference Finals and bowing out, we'll probably be as far as we see the Memphis Grizzlies go. So that's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with Joe's Kwame Fisher-Jones. Again, share, like, subscribe, comment. Everything your podcast platform allows you to do. And until next time, we appreciate your time of year. You be easy.